Hello and welcome back to CJSW 90.9. This is the Student Union Weekly Show. My name is Arlington Antonio Santiago. I'm the Vice President of Operations and Finance here at the Student Union. And today I'm joined by... Uh, Brandon. I'm a final year sociology student. I guess I'm in my fourth or fifth year. don't really know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, today we, we, we have the, um, the special privilege of getting an interview from a student here at UBC, so... You can hear from more than just my position. You can hear from different perspectives on campus, which is something we strive for at the Student Union to represent holistically um, all our constituents and everyone who is part of the campus community. Um, but before we get into that, let me just tell you what you just heard. So at the top of the set, you heard Radio Shack from the album's Wonk's Cafe by the artist Corey Wong, followed by Nightfall by... In the al- uh, uh, from the album Forward Motion by the artists for, from the group Meso Forte. Um, and with that, um, I'd like to bring welcome Brandon to the Student Union Weekly Show. Um, today, Armia is not able to join me, so I will just be hosting this by myself. But I have the lovely company of Brandon, and I'm excited to bring these talking points to you, the community at large. And with that, um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, who you are, Brandon, and what do you study? Yeah, so I um, I started my academic career. I guess I'm Brandon. Um, I use they them pronouns. I'm a I'm fifth year in sociology. I think um, I started my academic career in anthropology. Uh, I decided to move into sociology after some of the, the oh that better yeah cool um, after you know I I moved into sociology after doing some advocacy stuff. I felt wasn't positively received. Um, I was. Not doing great uh, in terms of my mental health, and my uh, my academic mentor strongly suggested and had been suggesting for over a year that I move into to sociology. And finally, I caved to their pressure, and I've I've been really enjoying sociology now. Uh, I really like the focus on on social systems, and also that a lot of the people who I, I who are my colleagues, who I who I worked with uh, in terms of the research I've done, in terms of my my job as an RA, and also. Just like the students, everyone seems to really care about making the world a better place, which means a lot to me. And you know, being a, a disabled student, being a queer student, uh, being a trans student, um, making the world a better place is something I really strive for. And, and like, things aren't great right now, and it's nice to to have a supportive group. Thank you, thank you for sharing that with me, Brendan. And I, I love to hear that um, academia is a place where you see yourself represented and supported. That's always. That's always the environment we want to strive for, especially as we know um, the academic um, sector has been for a while untargetly defunded and starting to get vilified for not a good use of tax dollar payments and what yada, yada, yada. But I feel like it's important that students feel that this is a, a, a path for them to be and bring forward social change and create those uncomfortable conversations and really use the university as a transformative space transformative space that could actually solve societal problems because that's the one thing that empowered me to get a get um personally more involved in i would i don't I like to call it student politics because everything is really political people just confuse political po- people just confuse political um, inclined situations with partisanship, which are totally different things. But everything is a political decision. Like the amount of resources that are sent our way for education is very is um, sometimes um, under scrutiny because we're not 
at the university where we produce a lot of the value for society and we produce a lot of the knowledge that helps inform a society, sometimes that gets the value that how much are we benefiting the bottom line of companies? How much are we at the mercy of corporations? And um, I'm glad to see that you you felt that this is a path for you because sometimes personally I, I, I can resonate with um, the mental health aspect of academia because it seems very daunting to fight this uphill battle where it seems like you're the only one that actually truly cares about what is being done and how it's affecting other people and human yeah. beings. But I just want you to know that this is what we do here and this is a uphill battle and I'm, I just want you to know that we have a job to keep going yeah. and you know, you're doing an amazing job empowering other people. You empowered me today from a conversation. That's why I invited Brandon onto the show. I wanted to hear some more talking points. Um, but I just wanted to kind of ask you one more question and then we'll go back to some music, okay? So I just wanted to kind of hear how has academia changed your life and also wanted to hear a little bit about what you're interested in researching. Yeah, so, oh, how has academia changed my life? I mean, uh, things are very different, you know, growing up, I... I you know, my parents both worked two jobs. Uh, you know, shout out my parents. Um, they're they're very supportive of me going to academia. Strongly, um, strongly suggesting seems like a, a very polite way to put it. But like, you know, after high school, I, I took a few years off. I worked in maintenance painting. I fundraised. I worked in um, a bunch of different different not great jobs. Um, and you know, now I'm I'm working a job that pays above minimum wage. I'm you know meeting with you know, lovely colleagues, people who are supportive, people who care. Um, and despite all of that, like, I, I really enjoy my time here. But at the same time, you know, it's a lot of stress. And it feels like sometimes the weight of the world is on my shoulders because I'm seeing the state of this province and the state of this university. It's it's a lot. Um, and I, I see people who care and I see people who care get mistreated by this university. So on one hand, it's changed my life for the better in that, like, I get to do the research I like to do. In 2022, I published a paper called The Role of Anti-Zygonism in Brexit, which was looking at anti-Romani racism as part of the Brexit campaign. Um, and since then, you know, I've started other research projects. I'm, I'm an RA on an anti-racist project here at the University of Calgary. Um, but at the same time, I'm noticing that a lot of this research is done despite the university, not because of it. Um, so on the one hand, it's changed my life for the better in a lot of ways. But on the other hand, it's, it's added quite a lot of stress. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you for your response. Um, and those, with those candid words, I just want to send us back to some music, but I just want to give folks a heads up. We will be talking about more interesting and very important topics such as accessibility and how these intersections have affected Brandon and what it means to be a member of a community and what it means to not be heteronormative and all of these normative con social constructs that, that we've inherited and the role we play in de deconstructing this. So stay tuned for some more brilliant conversations here and so i want to say enriching controversy because this is what it is you know being able to talk up uphill about things that are systematically designed to work against in our favor it's all controversial so i really appreciate you bring those points forward and with that um you're going to be listening to two more songs um i'm kind of changing the 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 song style, I guess, the, the music you're going to hear up now is going to be Tiling Tiling by Checo Acosta, which is a Spanish cumbia song, followed by Tank by Seatbelts, which um, is an anime OST song, but I really enjoy it. So those are two contracting um, music genres. So I hope you enjoy the contrast. And with that, we'll see you after the break.
Hello and welcome back to CJSW 90.9. My name is Arlington and I'm joined by the Brandon. Brandon. And we just heard two songs. I made a mistake earlier when I sent you out to music. So the song you heard at the top was Tiling Tiling by Checo Acosta, followed by uh, El Palito de Carnaval by Joe Arroyo. Um, and with that, um, let's, let's go back to this hot topic we're talking about, this enriching controversy that I, I find is very important and it's very constructive to the transformative society we both want to see. Mm-hmm. So um, just to bring us back a little bit, can you would you, would you want to elaborate on what intersections are currently affecting you? And on top of that, do you want to kind of bring us into your history of, uh, your academic history of, um, like for your history in academia, but also um, your your passion behind organizing and bringing the student movement forward and closer to what could be a transformative. Yeah, yeah. So um, my my academic like I the reason I went into to post secondary just generally is because like I have a, a strong urge to help people uh, in some ways like to a point where it's detrimental to me. I've I've been told that I uh, try and take on too much uh, by just about everyone in my life. Um, so when I when I started in anthropology, I was like, well, this is you know the the idea of community based research or participa- participatory action research generally was already in my brain. I just didn't have the vocabulary to speak about it. Um, and you know, as I got more involved in student politics, whatever we wanted to find that is, like I was I was out at protests because I saw that as the same thing as doing research. Right? We we deconstruct this notion of power in in sociology as a a concept that is really valid. Um, we we deconstruct these notions of the researcher as the almighty authority from which all knowledge draws. They just need to access it from the participants, and I think that needs to happen at all levels of academia, right? Because you know the the power in the university is drawn not from the government or the the university board of governors. It comes from the students, right? There's almost a population of Okotoks at this university. Um, we have tremendous amounts of power. And we saw that at the uh, climate rallies in 2019, which I was there. I got frostbite. It was so cold. The Board of Governors rallies, which have happened year after year, we've seen it with. Uh, um, oh, drama was the was the first department, and then poli-sci, We've seen it at at protest after protest. Students have power. Staff have power. Faculty have power. Um, it's not monopolized in 
you know, four people, five people. It's everyone. Uh, and that, that is reflected in research. Like we as, as people have the right to, to understand the world around us. Uh, and I think that academia has the power, should we choose to use it, um, to deconstruct the power around us. Brilliant. That was really well said. Thank you, Brandon. Um, I really, I really like what you said about deconstructing the power structures. Because I mean, even me as um, like I'm also a sociology student. I'm in political science, law study, and sociology. But I'm thinking it might be a, it might be a situation where the economic reality doesn't afford me to be a triple major anymore. But you know what? That's 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 a price we have to pay if we want to really transform a society. We have to be willing to sacrifice x amount of time and x amount of money but you know what things have whether or not you i do this triple major or not the same amount of time is gonna have like it's gonna pass right hopefully i live you know i want to live long life for sure I, I try to stay healthy and whatnot but i know there's so many things out of our control and even now my economic situation even though i'm an executive of the uh, student union it, it it still doesn't afford me to be able to even live within my means of achieving you know, a one bedroom apartment, rent and even food, insurance, transportation, all these things that are fundamental to the student experience. We don't even even with a full time salary, it doesn't it doesn't mean that it's achievable. And the normalization of our struggle is really, really worrying me because we're basically normalize normalizing the fact that this is a class power structure. And then you got to get used to the fact if you can't afford or can't pay for your education, then your opinion really doesn't matter. And that's the one thing that we need to be very attentive to because we're we're like I can confidently say this on air. If we were to critically analyze the government we currently and situated among a matrix, we could easily identify it as a crystal fascist regime, right? And that's the that's, this is the kind of conversation people don't want to be having, and it's it's unfortunate because if if we don't have these conversations and we don't actually critically critically analyze and discuss what how it's affecting our student experience things won't change um i know we're going to touch on food and food insecurity and after the commercial break and we're going to talk about infrastructure accessibility and all these things but quickly before the break i just want to mention that um the education system is supposed to be used as a great equalizer but still more and more it feels like a determinant over class destinies and then we can't we can't let this repeat itself we can't we're supposed to be here to solve societal problems but yet we are expected to l solve these things without the proper resources but we we all know this is a priority um government spending is prioritized based on what they value and what they see as fundamental to our society so i just want to highlight that a lot of our issues here are are for sure beyond our control but that doesn't mean that we just stand idly by and let things happen. We have to, we inf we will inform the next generation of leaders. We are the next generation of leaders. So for all, all fellow leaders out there and everybody in the CGSW community, we this is a struggle that it's not going to go away whether we like it or not. So we, we might as well get prepared and get ready to, I don't want to say take this battle to or anywhere else, but like without using vital language, but I want to definitely say that it's important that we are informed and we're informing each other and we're collective because this is a social struggle and this this um this uh hyper individualism that dominates our neoliberal um society right now eventually like all systems has to change and it's up to us to decide how we want that change but um you have any further comments or thoughts uh i uh there's a there's a verse in a song by the dropkick murphys united we stand divided we fall uh it's a very commonly trotted out phrase but at the same time like it's true if students stand together uh there's like if all of us stand together there's nothing we can't do um 
and and love and care are radical acts when we are faced with overwhelming force. I love that. Thank you so much. And for now, we'll be going back to some music after the commercial break. So after the commercial break, you will hear Tank by Seatbelts, um, followed by B-Stars by Saoturu Kosaki. And with that, um, I'm going to send you off to some NUTV, I mean, sorry, NUTV um, commercial break. And then we'll listen to the songs I just mentioned. See ya. in peaceful harmony. NUTV is the University of Calgary's campus television station and has offered hands-on film and TV production training to the University of Calgary for over 25 years. With weekly YouTube releases ranging from the exploration of B-movies and cult films in Video Vulture to Unzip's exploration of sex positivity, NUTV strives to capture the stories of the university community. If you'd like to become a member or want more information, visit nutv.ca or swing by the studio on the third floor of McEwen Hall at the University of Calgary.
Gauntlet, the university's independent student newspaper. Ever wondered what students really think about tuition hikes or wanted a funny, honest take on life at university? The Gauntlet offers a no-holds-barred look at campus life. We deliver campus news as it happens, as well as the latest in sports, arts, humor, opinions, and more. We are irreverent and unfiltered, giving you an authentic, up-to-date look at life at our university. Pick up your free copy of The Gauntlet from newsstands all over campus, or check us out online at thegauntlet.ca. Hello, and welcome back to CGSW 90.9. This is the Student Union Weekly Show. My name is Arlington, and I'm joined by... Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. Um, and the songs you just heard before we went on commercial break was Seatbelt, or Tank by Seatbelts, followed by B-Stars by Satoru Kosaki. Um, and with that, um, I'd like to get back to the topic at hand. Very juicy, interesting topic. Um, deconstructing power structures, yes sociology we love this we love using that intellectual knowledge for something constructive i love having this medium to communicate with the community at large in 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 breaking it down in a way that's simple and digestible for everyone so i really appreciate the way you're doing that brendan i know i can tell you're very informed and that that really facilitates the conversation um so do you want to talk about accessibility now yeah that's that seems like a logical place to go sure go ahead um so I mentioned right at the start that I'm disabled. I walk with a cane. Um, it's very purple if you've seen me around campus. Um, something I've, I've noticed, particularly throughout this year, more than any other year I've been here, is like campus is getting worse for accessibility, right? Like accessible doors not working, accessible bathrooms being either entirely uh, under construction or not well maintained. And this is nothing against like the people who are doing the work. Like this, I want to be clear, I'm not targeting staff here. This is entirely a funding and structural issue. Um, but at the same time, like the effect is the same. Like we don't have enough money to maintain campus. And that's a problem for everyone. Like everyone can use accessible infrastructure. Um, it's not just for disabled people, um, myself included. But like not everyone can use non-accessible infrastructure. The stairs are just not an option for a lot of people. Non-accessible doors are just not an option for a lot of people. And the fact that it has gotten this bad is like indicative of a huge problem, right? hundred percent, Brendan. And I think, um, I think you're touching on something very important there that just because able-bodied people can access something um, and we – we strive to be an inclusive community, a campus community that is focused on student engagement and more importantly, like accessibility. Yet we don't we don't make it our, our point to bring this forward in the sense that it, it's tangible. Like we, we might talk about this. We might have strategies about accessibility. But what does that mean if people can't have accessible um access to infrastructure which is one of the biggest issue that um my portfolio can definitely advocate for so i'm really happy we bumped into each other and we can yeah. definitely connect offline and talk more about what we can do bring um bring awareness to this issue because the thing is at the student union a lot of our, our role is really to lobby the university um um i want to call them the executive executive leadership team and a lot of them they um without uh, sending too much shade to them a lot of them were just up or if you look at their track history, a lot of them aren't really here to foster the missions or the values of the university or what it would stand for. A lot of them are to make, are here to make sure that the university is running in a, in a subtle but very clear for-profit model. And in, and it's it's gone to the point where 
it's easier and then this is the political environment that we live in so it's not all the university's decision but um we live in a political environment where institutions the operating campus alberta grant is already being defunded significantly and that has to be one of the most structural um one of the most structurally um depreciating sources of uh funding that actually would have helped us been had it not been defunded would have been one thing but the fact that it's defunded now we have to live with that reality and the fact that it's there's no guarantee that it will ever get back to higher levels or it will won't be defunded further so i can see why the university is scrambling to trying to secure different sources of funding but yet it's become the political environment's become so bad to the point that it's easier for us to get as a university as an institution to get funding for new buildings than it is to maintain the ones that are more more um, properly used and like for example science theaters you're, um, everybody who comes to University of Calgary once you go into science theaters it it legit looks like it's from the 80s I mean it was built in the 80s yeah. but it still looks like we're in the 80s um, a lot of it seems like um, the, the significant work that's been done is just to make sure that, that the asbestos isn't leaking and, and we're not poisoning ourselves slowly and we're not poisoning our future student leaders but so apart from that like the work the university has done on accessibility is is not up to par and i and i that's why i'm really appreciative that you can bring these topics yeah. forward because for people who are just able-bodied they might not think twice about just going up the stairs or going around because one of the, the doors the um <clears throat> the automatically open door doesn't work they'll just walk around but that's not the reality for everyone and i'm no. really happy that you can highlight that yeah <clears throat> and and like we keep hearing that the University of Calgary is number one in this, number one in that. We keep hearing that we're on the U15. Never once has, to my knowledge, the university considered who's getting left behind. And it's disabled students. It's trans students. It's students of color. It's the people who may not get into Haskane or Shulich. And like nothing against people in those faculties. Most of my friends are from Shulich. At the same time though, like I walk into social sciences daily and the accessible the singular accessible washroom in that building because there's only one that I can use is either trashed because it just doesn't get maintained to the same extent that the other ones do or it's under construction same with science a there's two non-gendered washrooms in science a that have been under construction since the start of the semester it does not take you that long to replace tiles up front i've worked in maintenance i can tell you that for sure I walk to Mac Hall, which just about everyone does. It's a popular place, not just for students, but basically everyone who's in the area. There's one accessible door that's been under construction for two weeks now. And to get out that door, I would then have to go all the way around past the Tim Hortons line to the other side of the building to get out. Like it's it's not equitable, which shouldn't need pointing out, but like it feels targeted. And I doubt it is, but it's hard to not get that feeling when the accessible infrastructure is not maintained to the same extent as anything else. 100%. Thank you for that. Um, <clears throat> the infrastructure has been a continuously problem because university keeps targeting or keeps specifying that they're trying to increase enrollment by X amount of numbers. But my question to the university is, and I guess to the government at large is, if we, we are expecting a population growth is, where are you going to place all these students? Where where are they going to fit like 
literally where are they going to fit because we have already seen how our campus of balloon or classes for example for uh, a sociology class which for example the one i'm in sociology of law that class used to be 100 people per class maximum 110 if if that was this absolute limit we're at 330 and then my classes like the way i'm getting like um the value for my money my examinations um, the professors don't have TA, so they're relying on the fact that we're going to do learning checks, which is another word of saying we're doing multiple choice tests to test something as nuanced as law, as nuanced as sociological jurisprudence, which is, you know, how do you adjudicate law? How do you define law? All these things. And then I'm left with the clear realization that there's 329 students in the class plus me, who are in the same boat, who were expecting um, a quality service to be returned, but with the tuition going up, but yet we don't see that return on, on our investment. And, and it's really, it's really um, like you say, it's targeted. It's yeah. like we're, we expect our future leaders and our, our community um, to grow and to actually benefit society, yet we don't give them the tools to succeed. And constantly we're taking away um, anything, any legs that they could stand on, any opportunities are being taken away because it's just not a priority for the university or even the government. But at the end of the day, we need to be able to target um, and really bring the conversations to the public because the more people are aware of this issue, the easier it is for us to like realize what our, I don't, air quotation marks, common enemy is, you know, yeah. because that's really what this is. This is a, as much as we don't want to face and come to terms with it, this is an ideological battle that we're facing and yeah. not enough people are seeing that. But, and then if you bring this up to person, people, though, they'll be like, you're crazy. You're just, you're just tanky. You're, you're, you're too much of a leftist of you're too much, of, you're extreme on any poor. They, they keep telling me that, Oh, I, I don't think the extreme left, extreme right or right. I just want to be in the middle. But if you're in the middle, you're on the side of, you know, cons- conservatism, which is like nothing's going to change. The status quo is not going to be challenged, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's it's become important that we we have these conversations, especially through the medium such as radio, yeah. Which you never know who might be listening to when you, which is one of the most scary things, but definitely profoundly satisfying things that you're reaching an audience well beyond um, what you would usually expect. Yeah, and yeah, and then anything else add? Yeah, I mean. Just on on the note of like accessibility and, and stuff like that, the university says we want to be a research oriented university, but at the same time, like you want to fill classes to the point where buildings are at capacity. We have to make the choice: either we are a research university that works for everyone, or we can be a diploma mill. And it really seems like the university is pointing towards the latter. I would really like it to not be a diploma mill. I would really like it for us to be able to think critically about the future and the world around us, but. That means we have to have accessible infrastructure. We have to have a university that works for everyone and a university that acknowledges its mistakes. And we don't have that right now. Thank you for those, that closing statement. Um, we're going to go back to some music and come back after. And then we'll be doing our final send-off. So what you're going to hear up next is Ben Bailalo by Angeli Cris, followed by Ella Me Levanto by Daddy Yankee. And with that, I'll send you off to some reggaeton to uplift your Thursday morning.
Hello and welcome back to CJSW 90.9. My name is Arlington. I'm Brandon. And this is the Student Union Weekly Show. All right. Just uh, we're going to be heading out now. Um, just to close off the this program, we're, I just want to highlight what music we just heard. So at the top of the set, you heard um, Ben Bailalo by Angel y Cris. And then you heard Ella Me Levanto by Daddy Yankee. Um, and with that reggaeton, we're going to be kind of heading out so we're just gonna close off our show and want to thank you guys for tuning in and i hope you can enjoy this enriching controversy that we've been bringing you forth and um i want to thank brandon for agreeing on such a short notice to be on the show i really appreciate it and i'm really happy we could touch about such crucial and often neglected topics such as accessibility and with that um do you have any closing remarks yeah you know i i want to say thank you to to you to armia for for this like this show is really important because having a medium where you can talk candidly about these issues is really important something that's really been lacking these last few years and also the opportunity also the coffee you got me i appreciate that gotcha. um but like having having a place where we can talk about these issues candidly without the need to to you know be policed by the politics of politeness is really important um this is a campus where people do care despite the reputation of, of UCalgary being a community university. It is. It's it's a little hard to, to stay on campus sometimes. But people care. Um, students care. Faculty care. Um, but we need to have these conversations. You know, I said it earlier that love and care are radical acts when faced with overwhelming force. And that's true. When students show that they care – that is the way we counter these issues, whether it be food security, whether it be – sorry, I'm not going to say food security. That's a buzzword. When we, have, when we talk about people being able to eat, which is a struggle on campus right now, that is when we talk about those issues but also when we actually take steps to make sure that people are eating, that's a radical act. When we take steps to just see how each other are doing, that's a radical act. And when we do these little things, it will build to something bigger, whether that be a protest, whether that be a strike, whether that be whatever we want to call it. We have to take these small steps to show that we care, to show that we won't back down. And that's difficult to do, but it's necessary. So I just I want to say thank you to everyone who's doing this work, whether it be in the SU, whether it be organizing groups on campus, even com- um, department clubs. You know, I know that department clubs – get to meet with with their departments, you have access to a tremendous amount of power and representative authority and the work everyone does to build community, radical or otherwise, is is really important. Thank you so much for those meaningful words, Brendan. Um, there will be a part two to this interview, just so you guys know. We, we still have a lot to, to kind of go through, but for the time being, I just want to accept your thanks and i want to thank you back because we're all in it together we're all community leaders and i want to emphasize to all students that your education is all right and we should all be fighting for it and with that um you're going to be here in the good medicine show right coming after and i'm just sending you out with some music so you're going to hear um id by young miko joe and randy and with that um i've been your host arlington i've been brandon and this was the student union weekly show we'll see you next week take it easy Yeah, what? Running
Se fue para Dietrich y terminó en el tubo. Tiene senda nota, ya va por Neptuno. Mañana maybe no se acuerda, pero ella me dijo que era fan de este culo. Ella lo quiere pegadito a la pared, lo oscuro. En la pared, en la pared. Tiene porte de que ese culo choca bien duro. Te sale caro el seguro. No te me cohiba, mami. Dime cómo te gusta. Separa la suite, yo soy adulto. Hiciste el pelo, mami, que mucho me gusta. La candela frente al cual y eso no la asusta. Tiene mi testimonio y ti. Pide lo que quieras, yo te lo doy free. Uh, mami, que yo no hago IP. Vamos pa el tri, sé que estás activo. Uh. Se para Dietrich y termino en el tubo. Tienes en la nota, ya va por Neptuno. Mañana me se acuerda, pero ella me dijo que era fan de este culo. Yo creo que la nota ya le llegó a Plutón. Anda bella, quita buscando de este sazón. Le meto ese culo con el bastón. Anda full cover para la detonación. No te ayudes, te digo pa' un prison, te tira. Yo vi como te trepaste el tubo enseguida. Y la amor y te tiene en un mundo de fantasía. Yo también salí de psiquiatría. Hey, yo soy un bellaco y nunca te metí a beca. Me gustan esas tetotas rellenitas de beca. Pongo el hot dog Mauro. Y le presento Mico Que le da Que le da Un par de piqui Pa' que se ponga picante Y ya te Porque ya no se va el cine Una lambia y tres cachas Me la llevo en reda Te la mm. presento Anybody on this frequency, this is Helicopter 40 Alpha. 
Tune in to CGSW 90.9 FM, broadcasting out of Calgary, Alberta, and Treaty 7 lands. Hello! Hello! Hello.